So what you're saying is you want to match the energy of a toxic red flag. It's easier for me to do that. You know, like, oh, I know this game. But you're going to get hurt in that game. But I know it. <laughs> do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I know where this ends. Let's go. Your response to the ending isn't as put together as what you're making that to be, though. Yeah. Welcome to Single Girl Season. I'm Rocky. I'm Lucy. <laughs> Third episode back. I know. We're back in the groove. Hopefully. <laughs> Don't put that energy out into the universe. Yes, we are back in the groove. We're, We're happy to be here. Exciting time. I've had a weird weekend and I don't know if it's the energy right now, but apparently the fire sign's moon is in like full moon and I was just like, well, that makes sense. When your moon is mooning, <laughs> your energy is like anything goes. And I am stressed about whenever your moons are in play. Yeah, and we can get into it in the pop culture segment at the end of the episode, but I and Claw, we saw it on Friday and it just set the tone of the weekend being really sad. I'm still recovering from watching Iron Claw. I haven't gotten over it. I keep thinking of that running scene where he's just running at the start through the field, through the sunlight, and I'm like, yeah, what was to come? I think about the scene at the end while him sitting on the grass. Yeah. We can go into details a a bit later on. We're kicking off this episode with... Right person, wrong timing. We're going to look deeper into what that means and the different ways that can come into play. Because is right person, wrong timing an excuse we give ourselves? If it is the right person, is there really ever a wrong time? Sometimes I feel like timing is everything. Yeah. Because I think of the person I was, you know, three, four years ago, and I was not in a place to date at all. And I don't know if some of the people I used to see back then were to reach out to me again. You know, we'd we'd both be very different people, you know. So I don't, sometimes I feel like there is something to that a little bit because people grow and change, like hopefully. So does that mean that if someone comes back into your life, should you, you know, give them a second chance or pursue something or even open that door up again with that person or does it just depend on how you left things in the first place like I don't know how it works for sure and look to play devil's advocate I know you hate that saying but if it was the right person wouldn't they see where you're at wouldn't they want to grow with you wouldn't you both grow together sometimes you need to do some growing separately yeah that's fair you know those people who are with their high school sweetheart their whole lives I think those people tend to stick with the familiar and hopefully do growing together but I think that to be your own person is to grow individually for sure and there is nothing that gets you mentally physically spiritually growing more than a breakup exactly no motivation more than a breakup the people I used to date and whatnot the reactions I would have to situations overthinking I would have and just how I would play out events and my communication I look back on it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a mess. I still cringe to this day. If I met them at the level I was at now, it would be, I think the relationship would have run its course in a completely different manner. But would it have run its course? Or do you feel like, would if someone from your past came back into your life somehow, DM'd you, would you be open to seeing that person again? I feel like... I always do. Like, (laughs) and this is a red flag on my behalf. (laughs) It's like with everyone that I've dated previously, there's always been a moment where they have reached back out and I always fold. Yeah. I always go into it with an open mind. I'm not always like, I want to get back together with them or I want to see where this is. But I always, I don't know. I just am too curious to not do it. 
I mean, I'm in the exact same boat as you, you know my story, but um, an ex of mine had reached out to me during COVID and we got back in touch, we were just talking. Once things started to open up again, we went out for a dinner and I think going on that dinner, again with an open mind, but it really kind of put into perspective how different we both are and such different places. And I felt like he was still this exact same person I met four years ago at the time. And I feel like I had changed so tremendously, but everything he was saying and doing, it was like copy and paste from four years ago. Yeah. And there was no shakiness at all. Like I knew for certain that this had ended for a reason. There's no need to pick this up again and say la vie, let's go. For sure. And it can be closure for you. It was closure. Exactly. I felt really kind of good after that dinner. There yeah. was no what ifs with that person there's no what ifs or whatever like and before you went on the dinner with them did you feel like potentially there could have been a mistake there could have been i felt like yeah potentially now that i'm older i feel like maybe i could know better and do better with this person and i thought that the way that we were talking online just felt very familiar all of a sudden again like we used to text yeah like what's the harm in it and yeah. I was curious to see what would happen if we go out to dinner. Would we still be attracted to each other? But um, yeah, it just was very clear to me that, yeah, this is not what you want. And that is what we want at the end of the day. Yeah. And although, you know, you're never meant to go back to an ex or whatnot, sometimes you just need that little bit of closure. I know. (laughs) Granted, he's probably not the most toxic person that I have dated, so it wasn't such a difficult decision for me. Yeah. And sometimes meeting up with your ex after a few years, a few months, you realize maybe I wasn't the problem. I felt like I was very immature in that relationship. Granted, I was 20 years old, but I learned a lot from being with him and I am thankful for that and I'm happy to keep it pushing. The question of the episode, episode is do you believe in right person wrong timing i feel like it's such a situation yes or no (laughs) yes but i feel like the only reason why i'm saying yes is because of the show insecure and i think about how when think about your own experience i don't have any (laughs) reference from my own experience i've never been in a relationship so i can't come (laughs) with that on my own I don't know. I feel like if you break up for a reason, doesn't that reason just keep coming back 10 times? I don't know, Bab. The question's posed to you. Are you saying this because... Why are you scared? Because (laughs) I feel like you want me to say something I don't want to say. How is a simple question? Like creating an argument? I'll tell you why. Because I'm thinking about one particular person. Just relax. Okay. I'm scared. (laughs) You're allowed to say yes or no, depending on whatever you think. Like there's no wrong answer here. Okay, yes, I do believe in right person, wrong timing. But I think that's not for everybody that you date. I mm-hmm. think that there's like a special someone, circumstances, life circumstances get in the way of building a relationship or pursuing each other. And then you come back later in life and you somehow reconnect. I don't know if that's just a movie idea that I have in my head, but I think that sometimes life circumstances do get in the way. And it- <laughs> You just said your intro, paragraph one, two, three, and conclusion all in one second. And I'm like, okay. I was like, in this essay, I will. <laughs> Well, you know what? I also agree. (laughs) I do believe in right person, wrong timing. I feel like there's some situations which are quite black and white and gray or mixed into just a toxic relationship. And going back and forth, it's not, there's no wrong timing here. It's just a bad match. But I do feel like you do grow and from every relationship, you do learn and you do grow as a person. So I do feel like sometimes you can come back together. From that phrase, my I normally go with the energy. If it's meant to be, it will be. So in terms of relationships and people, I never think like, oh, it was right person, wrong time. I'm always like, well, if it was meant to be, the universe will bring us back together. Okay, so you leave it up to the universe. And if the universe brings this person back into your life, mm-hmm. we'll see how you are at that point in time. Yeah. And it takes the stress off my shoulders. Yeah. Like, I- <laughs> Put it back on the universe. <laughs> 
that's her issue to deal with. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to be thinking and overanalyzing. I feel like I do this a lot is I have just so many regrets and, you know, you never yeah. have regrets in life, whatever. But I just feel like I always have regretted so many of my actions, whether that be career, school, work, everything, relationships. And now I'm just tired. I'm old. I want to be in bed by a reasonable hour. And I'm yeah. like, that's on the universe to decide now. Yeah, I get that. I don't think there's anyone in my life currently that if they came back, it would be right person, wrong time situation. So it's just a fun game to play sometimes when there's no consequences involved. We were talking yesterday, a friend of mine, just about that, you know, what if someone so came back into your life? You know, what would you do? If that person changed everything about themselves and became a good person. And it gave me pause for a second. But with that situation you're talking about, so it's a toxic situation where they treat you badly. Yeah. If they fully change and realize who they are in a few years, does that toxic situation come down to right person, wrong timing? Or is it just that this person has taken you for granted, realized what they've lost, and now is that on you? I think that's where it comes into play for me is that when someone loses something good that they've had and they've realized that and they pursue again, that's not right person, wrong yeah. timing. That's still the wrong person, still trying to get something good for themselves. Yeah. Like they're allowed to grow on their own timeline, but it doesn't align because you've already treated me badly. Yeah. I think that's when I said earlier, it depends on how things were left off. Mm. That's an important part of right person, wrong timing. It's like what? The stove is hot. Am I going to go back and retouch it to know it's hot? What is that saying? I don't know. I butchered it, but you know what I mean? And that like generally where you're coming from. And it also depends how hot the stove is. (laughs) I like sear. <laughs> like, did I get third degree burns from that situation or was it like a, ooh, spicy? Third degree burns. So that's also something that would factor into the whole equation is I how bad victim. were your burns? <laughs> I was in the burn victim ward in the hospital. Yeah. I would not go back to that situation. It was too volatile. That's the point of difference. It's whether they were wrong and toxic from the get and Mm. they were just leeching off your goodness and they come back for more, not because they want you back, but because you're available to them versus how things were left off and how things pick up again years down the line. But also in saying that, what if scenario, you know, it was kind of an all right relationship. They've cheated. They've treated you bad. Something's happened. Red flags everywhere. Break up a few years down the track. They're like, I've been to therapy. I've done all this work. I haven't been in a relationship. They're like, I've done A, B, C, D to get you back. What would, how would you respond then? Cheating for me is trust is broken. And I feel like once trust is broken, you can't come, like I can't build that back up with you because there will always be a little part of me in the back of my head. Like, are they doing it again? Yeah. Just because of that what if in my the back of my head like Mm. are they gonna take me down that path again Mm. are they gonna cheat on me again are they gonna hurt me again yeah so i don't know if i myself could take someone back from cheating yeah for sure i know beyonce and jay-z situation that's very different from me but um (laughs) i love how there was no in-between situation there it was it was me beyonce (laughs) and that's fair i mean she had a lemonade best album this is one of my favorite albums of all time and she still like kept jay-z you know why I don't know. Different people handle things differently. So I just know for me, it would be too much for me and my anxiety and down that rabbit hole of, are they going to do this to me again? For sure. To fully trust someone to come back into my life after cheating. And your body knows. Yeah. Like if you're already getting anxiety from the second they walk through that door. Yeah. Lock it. Deadlock. I know that a lot of guys think that cheating, if there's no emotional capacity to the cheating, then there is, it's just a physical thing. But the emotional part of it is that you're hurting me. (laughs) So, (laughs) why do you want to hurt me? (laughs) 
sir that's that's like the villain like that's, that's the question that's the viciousness of cheating i feel like is it's such a vicious act because you're actively hurting me why i feel like i'm in pain right now even though i've not gone through cheating <laughs> yeah yeah no i feel like you and <sighs> cheating's a whole nother can of worms like every yeah. situation is different what would you do in that situation and this person you were in love with and you've never been in love in your life okay so if <laughs> but if you but if you dad is that you <laughs> but if you were why are you telling a story but i feel like i'm getting shot <laughs> like, oh, another bullet you were in love with this person soulmate energy things we only read about okay i honestly couldn't tell you what i would do like if i had this such deep bond to them i don't know and the universe brought him back <laughs> so my hands are tied in this situation the universe now i honestly have a pretty toxic relationship and by toxic i mean i'm very strongly against cheating <laughs> i mean i have a very strong opinion about cheating it's been a factor in my life before so yeah. if you have a good thing going it seems pretty simple to not stick your d in another v you know what i mean you know it's such a simple concept and yet thousands of years algebra <laughs> for these men out here it's like since you're asking the, them to move the world since the conception of time and space and reality men have been cheating so you know we try to evolve but they don't want to i couldn't tell you i i don't like i'm stuttering because i just yeah i know i said everything with my full chest but i've not been here <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're allowed to like wanna act yeah, a certain way i would like to believe that i'm a very strong independent woman and be like step on out i'm not taking you back but what situations then are acceptable for the second time coming and that also brings us to our next question to ponder once a cheater always a cheater does that statement ring true I believe yes. I believe yes. So then me knowing that statement so true in my head, then why would I take someone back? I don't know. The problem is, is that we have no stake in the game right now. So we're, we're sitting <laughs> yeah. here, we're comfortable. We're eating our popcorn. No one is in pain today, okay? That's why we can sit here and be like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Don't take cheaters back. Yeah, it's very situational when it comes to you know the second time coming and i feel like you know this will kind of start it off because there's a show that we always talk about insecure we see the main characters isa and lawrence in the beginning of the show they're in very different places than they are towards the end and i think that growth needs to be done separately that way if the second time coming comes around you're both in different places and can make different and more informed decisions of this person and how you would feel about a second, you know, starting off something again with them. A hundred percent. Such big factors outside of the relationship come into play, like how happy you are with your career, how much money each person is making. Like, although they don't sound like they're meant to be an issue, they play big factors. They do. If it's... I'm not happy where I am in my career and I see my partner killing it and frustrated with me for not being as creative and as aspiring as like what yeah. his dreams are like it's gonna create rifts i think that financial situations really play a deep role in relationships and 100%. i didn't realize until it's come up in some of my own but also being driven is really important i think to women um, because it just gives you something else to look for um, in your life and gives you purpose that's what driven is about is having purpose in your life so i think that if for one person in the relationship you have that purpose you have that drive and someone else doesn't doesn't that make you just want to support them and help them find their drive too mm. but then how long do you support someone fully 
if they're not taking initiative themselves. And like, what if they give up in the relationship? Like they still love you, but they just give up. They stop trying. They stop putting in effort. They just expect you to be there. It must be hard work to maintain the effort in a relationship after it's been a couple of years or something. But also, is it? Because we have friendships and we continue to put effort into them. That's true. Birthdays. It's an easy one to think, oh my God, this is an important day for them. They want to feel special. Let's just... And we're not asking for a big present. Just like, like, make me breakfast or like fucking do something. I think that's true because... I see our friend group and you know we go out to dinners and we do things together and we put effort into our friendships and we nurture them and it doesn't feel like effort yeah it's not work yeah it doesn't feel like effort so why is that different for relationships like how hard is it when you go to the market to just pick up some flowers I think the point is that am I starting to feel like a chore to you yeah and I think that that's when that's when the gray area seeps in when it comes to cheating or emotional cheating or effort into the relationship is am I starting to feel like a chore to you I was talking to a friend the other day just about it, um, emotional intimacy versus sexual intimacy I was talking to a friend of mine about sexual intimacy versus emotional intimacy mm. and Lucy <laughs> Which one do you feel like you gravitate towards more? Do you feel like you get more or less out of people that you're dating? I feel like you need Are both. You like titties? Like- yeah, so sexual, obviously. <laughs> Don't you need an equal balance? You do. <laughs> Don't you need a perfect balance of both? Because if it's too focused on sexual and no emotional, that's a situation shit. But if it's too emotional with no sexual desire, isn't that a friendship? Yeah. But I think that for me... So together, a relationship. <laughs> what do you reckon? I think that for me, it's, it, it used to it's be sex. easier for me to have sexual intimacy than emotional intimacy. And I think I used sexual intimacy to avoid emotional intimacy. So it's not always an equal footing of both. But all of those were situationships. Yeah. I feel like it's easier for me to be more open sexually than it is to be open emotionally. So my relationships, and I use that term loosely tend to have more sexual undertones than emotional capacity. And that's fair. And that's why you're in therapy. (laughs) I think it's easier to have yourself closed off to the situation when it's purely sexual. Yeah. Because no one wants to be vulnerable and get their feelings hurt. So that's a complete understandable defense mechanism. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have better sex when there is an emotional connection there. So I can't have one without the other. I mean, I can, but it's not yeah. going to be as enjoyable. I feel like as we are growing into responsible young adults, our shift in our focus is changing. Because before, you know, fun night, crazy night, let's, you know, get in these messy situations and live for the plot. I mean, we're still living for the plot, but I feel like we want more. Yeah. I was talking to a friend yesterday and I've been talking to this guy on Tinder and we were trying to organized a date yesterday and he was being he was responding quite quickly and he was I think trying to navigate you know if and if we can hang out and it was making me very uncomfortable like I was getting really anxious about the whole process of him responding quickly and organizing this date and being forthcoming with his time and work and that and she's like it's so weird that you feel uncomfortable when you're being respected and you feel okay when you're being disrespected because you don't know how to navigate respectful space now i'm more anxious and i can't respond to him 
Why do green flags make you anxious? I just don't know what to do with them. Hmm. I don't know what game it is. I know the I know the red flag game. There are no games. Hopefully, that's the problem. Crossed. So what is? Do I just have to be upfront and honest? That's not on brand for you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that's why we're in therapy. <laughs> She was so like happy for me that I'm talking to this guy that's so responsive and onto it. And I was just getting more and more anxiety. And I'm just, what's his deal? What's the angle? Where is he coming from? What's with all of this? And she's like, these are all good things that he's doing. Why are you panicking? Yeah, like why are you trying to find excuses as to why he's acting like this? Maybe he's just being upfront. Yeah, but I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I think I get anxious because I'm just scared of it. It's scary when there are no games because that makes me feel like I have to also not play games. <laughs> I was trying to feel like I'm the problem. It, <laughs> but I don't know how to express what I'm trying to no, say. I get what you're saying because when you're so used to being disrespected or by noticing red flags or being let down by men, when you finally are getting the respect you deserve, it can't, It feels unnatural because you're like, why didn't these other men do it? No, it's just like, but why are you doing it? Because you're the prize. I don't know. It just gave me hella anxiety. Yeah. No, I feel you. It's it's weird when you're just like, um, what game are you playing, sir? Yeah, I'm just like, you're notifying me in the morning. He would message me that morning like, hey, are we still on for today? This is what my day looks like. I'll let you know if we can still meet up because he was supposed to leave early from work. And I'm like, I don't need to know your, your ins and outs. Like, I don't want to know. It's your business. And I decided to like panic and I didn't respond to him for a few hours. And she's like, what are you doing? Do you want to go on a date with him? Yes, I do. But I just freaked out. That's what dating is all about. We're <laughs> learning. We're growing. Every situation is being thrown at us and we are yeah. navigating the waters. I know. Because I always try to say, oh, I'd match their energy. But if their energy is green flags, that's hard for me so what you're saying is you want to match the energy of a toxic red flag it's easier for me to do that you know like oh i know this game but you're gonna get hurt in that game but i know it (laughs) do you see what i'm trying to say like i know where this ends let's go your response to the ending isn't as put together as what you're making that to be though yeah that's what they say about self-sabotage is that the reason we self-sabotage not necessarily in dating but like in just say like diet or your work or anything that you're trying to achieve in life is because you know the outcome and it's actually your safe space yeah it's why we watch comfort shows whoa don't bring my comfort shows into this no but it's the same like we know what's coming we know the plot we know the story we know the characters we know we're going to enjoy it when someone is a green flag or shows green flag tendencies i haven't met this guy yet i don't know what he is i just feel nervous because i don't know where this is going to go and it's an unknown space and it's easier for me to yeah navigate a place that I know already and I'm comfortable with a hundred percent so I'm not entirely the problem (laughs) a hundred percent I also understand where you're coming from because I get that too and that's why we're such good friends is because we feed off each other (laughs) I feel like in the initial dates I'm okay um and I accept you know respect but when things are running too smoothly I noticed that with you I like to self-sabotage. I like to yeah. just let off a bomb and just let it blow up in our face. And if you don't do it, like you do it very subconsciously. Yeah, it's a... It's like you don't even know that you're doing it until afterwards you're like, why did I do that? Afterwards we're watching NCIS. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. No, but it is a subconscious thing and I do need to go to therapy. And when I finally do go to therapy, I will let the pod gals know but i'm not there it's yet. okay let me do therapy first and yeah. then it's your we can't both we cannot both be a therapy and dating whoa <laughs> like we will not survive the year it has to be a yin yang situation it's a marathon not a sprint yeah 
Amazing. And if you've been following us for a few weeks or listening for a couple of weeks, you know we love to do a little dating recap. We're all single galleys in this together. What would be Single Girl Podcast without giving you a life-altering dating update? Life-altering is a really big term. We don't have any life-altering updates. Life-altering means I am still in bed alone. (laughs) Life-altering means we're unchanged. Life-altering, Saturday night, we were all in bed at 8 o'clock at night, binge-watching our own shows. Oh my god. Cozy setups. Um, so we're really thriving out here in the dating yeah. game. But we've been giving the dating apps a go. So a few weeks ago, we got on Bumble. How are you going with Bumble? I'm not getting results with Bumble. Again, I'm not swiping very much, but when I swipe with guys, I feel like... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm just not getting the results I want with Bumble. I am thinking about downloading Hinge and having the trifecta. Why not? But, I don't know. Yeah. Tinder's kinda, when I say kinda, I mean 2% working for me. Um, just because I'm talking to people on Tinder. Gorgeous. I'm talking I to mean, three people on Tinder. Ayo. So, I mean, if Tinder works for you, Tinder works for you. It's, I mean, loose terms of working, we'll see. I've, I feel like with Bumble, I came out guns are blazing. You did. You came out strong. I came out strong. Look, I'm not getting the results I was intending or anticipating, but it's kind of frustrating me. And here is why. Because I've got all these matches. I've done the groundwork of typing in my little message because obviously with Bumble, the girls have to send the, ma- the message first. Send these messages, having conversations with like quite a few different guys. I mean, we start the net big and then we, we draw it down. in. But not one of them, it's been two weeks now, has asked me on an actual face-to-face date. Have you been talking to the same people for two weeks? Here and there, come and go. But what I'm finding is matching with these guys, we're having small talk, which is like kill myself, but you know, it has to be done. And it kind of fizzles out. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then they start another topic and I'm like, can we just go out in person? How do you feel about you asking to go out for a drink? This is my opinion on that. Is with, (laughs) you're already like, (laughs) why did I ask? Yeah. No, my opinion is with Bumble specifically, I'm not talking about Hinge or Tinder, whatever. It's a free for all there. But with Bumble specifically, I like we match, but I made the first move. Yeah. I messaged first and like I started this. You know, I'm interested. We've matched already. I've put in the effort to start the chat with you, right? Thought of something witty, thought of something funny. Okay, cool. Love it. It's your turn now. So I'm tired of like, why am I courting them? Caught me. <laughs> Love me. Choose me. I'm um, tired of these passenger princesses out here. Oh, God. It really is hell out here. <laughs> but with Tinder and Bumble, uh, Tinder and Hinge, I'm like, okay, free for all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired now. Do you still have Tinder? No, I deleted it. Okay. So you're only on Bumble. I saw my ex situationship on there. It freaked me out and I'm scared and I just was like, I don't want to be here. You know when your situationship says he has mental health problems and then he blocks you on his dating profile, so he thinks you can't find him, but girls are FBI. You trigger his mental health problems. I mean, you win some, you lose some. I'm a Sagittarius, what did he expect? And also, for him to be your passenger princess the whole relationship, for him to come out like this is crazy. But continue. Um, yeah, how are you finding um, your matches? Um, I'm talking to this one guy, we call him Doc Worker. We were supposed to hang out last night for a date, um, but he works various evening and night shifts and he came out, I think it was like 4pm and said, hey, can't do tonight, I'm going to be working till 8 and blah blah blah. So I was like, cool, fine, 
in my head I'm like if we're gonna go on another date if you're gonna have to organize it because yeah. I did ask him how do you feel about a drink sometime we did speak quite a bit last night um when he got home there was this one part that I was like noted because he said that he was so he got home he was just chilling at home and then he's like uh I was thinking about going to the pub to meet up with my brother for a drink but I can't be bothered I mean obviously you have type of your family <laughs> and I'm not that but I was like but why tell me that like if you're coming at me at 4 p.m and saying oh I'm gonna be too tired I'm gonna get home at eight o'clock and then by the time we get like ready it'll be nine and it's too late for us to go on a date which I think is correct because a 9 p.m drink even on the Saturday it gives connotations like it's just like a quick drink like it's a quickie energy and I prefer the fact that I would prefer to meet up earlier um in the evening Mm -hmm. not gonna lie so that was okay for me but then I don't know I just was like noted about the brother what I didn't like about his response when he said he was too tired about the day and then he just assumed that you were too tired and just didn't give you an option to yeah he's like cancelling he's like we're done we're done here (laughs) sir my brother has called me and he's at the pub it is the first time yeah and so we spoke a bit and he goes are you free anytime during the week and I said yeah weekdays kind of work for me still getting to know each other over texting um then I met with a few people last night while I was talking to him because I'm like I don't want to be only speaking to you yeah so match with a few others and yeah just been talking to them so we'll see what happens this is what we are doing this year with dating is three strike rule you got three different situations to disappoint me before i bow out of this situation yeah because there's no stakes in this game in dating no like we haven't even met him yet that's strike one for doc worker strike one (laughs) for doc worker we got two more I gotta say, I wasn't even disappointed last night. You should be. You're not disappointed because these men are constantly disappointing. True. I think I... You expected it. Yeah. I was like... I told my other friend the other day, I don't have any stake in the game yet. So it feels like I'm speaking to a bot until I meet them in real life. And I feel like after the real life interaction, that's when the three strike rule should apply. No. Okay. You haven't even met him yet. Yeah. He's bailed on one day. But he did... That day, like Saturday. That's why it's a strike one. He's still got three more tries. And if he's such two a good more, person. Is it two more two. tries? Yeah. <laughs> Don't defend this man. I'm Don't not defend this man. I'm not defending him. Did he bail on your date last night? Yes or no? He did. That's it. That's it. All right. Just one strike. He's got two more. It's okay. Yeah, I mean. You're not confident. <laughs> like, in my experience. And if he can't, then he's gone. In my experience. I'm tired of these men. <laughs> men, uh, they're able to really get through their strikes pretty quickly. <laughs> Do we need more strikes? But this year... keep the three strikes? We're raising our standards. Okay. Strike one is down. <laughs> You're like, dog worker, get your shit together. Get your shit together because we're not paying... We're standing on business. And I mean, it's such low effort energy that they have to put it in. It is. It is. It so is. three strikes. Like, we're not... I'm not being like, you didn't respond in an hour. That's a strike. It's like, no. we can clarify the rules, but... <laughs> can I ask you is there anyone that you're speaking to right now that you do actually want to go and have a drink with no (laughs) no i feel like i don't connect to someone until i'm seeing them face to face so then for the plot for 2024 for the podcast i'm not asking them okay these are my standards that i set and if i'm gonna be driving this car i don't want to be i'm a passenger princess drawn to this is my thing right what i normally do with online dating in general which i haven't really done a lot i normally go in hot and then bow out not gracefully i normally put all my eggs in one basket at one time like i'm i've got i don't have a lot of energy and i'm tired so i normally find someone i stick to them 
and I'm content with seeing one person at a time. Like I did it with New Zealand guy, <laughs> with that gym guy. I get content with someone very easily and I yeah. think because I find it so hard for someone to banter yeah. with me that I'll just, I take myself out completely. I don't check my dating profiles. I don't do anything. This year, I'm really determined to have a roster. And I don't mean a sleeping roster. I just, just mean... People you're talking to, entertaining. Literally. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of just putting all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. I want to be going on different dates with yeah. different men. I did that last year too. I was once I saw one in real life, I focused my energy on that one. One in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a Dave and Adam brought that yeah. change. Do you know what I mean? But um, it does limit you and it does put pressure on like I put pressure on myself to keep it going. Yeah. Just so that I don't have to go back and talk to new people. For yeah. sure. And I feel like you let you notice things when you're dating this one person and you don't have yourself open to other options that you let so much more things slide yeah like I remember the last person I was seeing last year I was like I know my person wouldn't do this I wouldn't react like this or wouldn't be giving yeah. me this but I let it slide because I'm like oh whatever like I'm pretty happy the majority of the time whereas if you have a few other guys that you're dating I think your mindset would change to an abundance mindset yeah dick is plentiful and available and the abundance mindset, I think, is how we have to lead 2024 instead of that scarcity mindset. <laughs> Gorgeous. Love it. So no big updates just yet, but maybe I'll be going on a date next week. We'll see. Yeah. If you take anything from this episode, three strike rule, abundance mindset, dating rotation. A rotation, even. Rotation gives me <laughs> sleeping around, though. That's true. I just want to be wine dined. Can I be honest about something? <laughs> Yeah, girl. The floor is yours. I'm scared. I'm turning 30 this year. <laughs> Key mental breakdown. How um, do you feel, babe? Let's not talk about that. That's not why I said it. <laughs> okay. I've never really ever been wined and dined. That's upsetting. But that's the truth. I have accepted less. That's why it hasn't happened for me. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, didn't care for the bare minimum or for my self-respect. And I allowed whatever happens, whatever goes. That's changing. It's never too late to change. But... You know what I want to manifest for myself this year? And maybe this is a little bit too goofy, but... No, say it. I want to go on a museum exhibit date with a guy. I love that. I really love that sort of energy and that scene and that setting. And I love going to the museums and going to new exhibits. And I feel like it would be really nice to do that as a date. And I love going myself and with my friends, obviously. It would be nice to do that with someone. Yeah. And I want that for you too. Thank you. I want you to have that rom-com movie date. Just like a day. I, I want you to have it all. Thank you. <laughs> and I know when you're in that museum on this date that you're going to have like a full circle moment. Yeah. And you're going to wear a little dress. So you're going to have a little bow in your hair and you're going to be... Am I asking too much? Because that's all I want. I want to get dressed up to go to the museum and have a museum date, look cute and just enjoy the day and have this huge smile on my face. Like, it's happening. Yeah. Like, you want to be kicking your feet. Yeah. And I want that for you too. Thank you so much. Maybe if I put it out there into the universe, it'll happen for me. And we're going to manifest that. We're going to get your Egyptian ancestors on that. I mean, we've... You've done some magic in that space. and Yeah, my ancestors came through for you. Yeah, and look, I'm a little scared of like everyone who has wronged us in the past because... My ancestors are onto them. And we're going to go to that clairvoyant. So stay tuned. Guys, this is really exciting for us. We are going to go see a clairvoyant who has been known to be telling the truth. Like, history 
past to present future yep. so we're gonna go see her and see what 2024 has in store for us 100 percent. and we're gonna take a few of the gals because we're all in very different phases yeah. yet all the same somehow i mean one of us is questioning their career one of them's just gotten out of a really long-term relationship we're chronically single once just gotten into a relationship one is thinking of moving overseas so we've got everything yeah. we're gonna chuck at this clairvoyant and she's gonna be like whoa yeah pay me more <laughs> y'all need help y'all need therapy and this doesn't count i do think i should schedule my therapist the day after the clairvoyant yeah. just to unpack anything that comes yeah. up in that session and look with spirituality and you know clairvoyance and fortune tellers and whatnot i always take it with a grain of salt of course like those people who get so mad about these kind of things like have some fun it's just for the vibes and the egos that humans have to think that we are the only being <laughs> yeah. like out there with intelligence like everyone just relax crazy life is not that serious it's just for the girlies it's for the plot it's for us so we'll come back with what we figure out yeah yeah watch this space <clears throat> can we end on a little pop culture yes please because iron claw sent me into a depression if y'all have been living under a rock and haven't seen Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White in the new um, wrestling movie, I don't, I don't know where you've been, but it's big. Yeah. And I mean big muscles. <laughs> like almost uncomfortably big muscles for yeah. Zac Efron. It's a really great movie, but I think we went into it thinking it was just going to be like a fun little gals movie with lots of half-naked men. Yeah, like boxing. Wrestling, kind of sweaty, yeah. gorgeous. But it was actually... A lot of depth. It was a very full-on. It was pretty heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. Also, I gotta say, I gotta give props to Zac Efron. Um, I didn't think that he had range in terms of his acting abilities because I did not enjoy High School Musical. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Figure it out. Get past <laughs> it. I did not enjoy High School Musical. I watched the first one. I was like, ill. Um, and then sort of been off Zac Efron except a few like rom-coms he's done that's been fun so I've never really seen him or thought of him with, as an actor with a range but he put his whole like the rent was due in this movie he came through he was amazing he made me bore my eyes out it's a really great emotional film and it's shot quite beautifully as well you'll definitely enjoy it but it is a bit heavy I'm not gonna lie, I disassociated after you said Zach wasn't it. Your eyes, your eyes kind of like rolled up. Zach Efron is my sexual awakening. Like High School Musical, I was just like, who is this man? And like, what is he doing to my body? I could not get past. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I could not get past. I was, well. <laughs> I was not into Zach Efron. I was not into the Jonas Brothers. I was into. Okay, just... firstly, two very different people. But it was the same like time. Okay, okay? who are you? Can I just say who I was? No, into? no. Just... <laughs> Jesse McCartney? Yeah. He's like a blonde Zac Efron. Zac Efron was a blonde him. Anyway, back to Zac Efron. Okay. Ask a Musical was great. Everything he's been in, great. I've been following him just for so long that I just love him. And he's just such a little sweetie. He's a sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Iron Claw, great movie. Even though his muscles do look a bit... We're not going to be a hater, okay? We're not going to no, hate. Because it, looks... it was such a, a beautiful movie. I've just been thinking about this movie this whole long weekend. Yeah. We don't want to spoil the movie, obviously, just for those who haven't seen it, but... So, for those that haven't seen it, it's, it's pretty much about this family. It's a based on a true story, which makes it even sadder. All these brothers who try and get into, like, professional wrestling and their kind of story, 
their life. That's what we're gonna say is bring a tissue box. I was nearly like weeping out of my soul in that movie, and I don't, I don't normally cry a no. lot. I only Which is cry. Why I was looking at you. Okay, this brings me to my next point. Okay, guys, when you're watching a sad movie, it is unspoken law that you don't look at the person next to you when it is a sad scene. You know, someone's gonna be crying in the audience. You don't look. You don't look next. You don't look. Left or right, you just stay in your lane, you get your tissue if you need, but you don't look. Me and Rakea went to see this together with my mom. Rakea kept looking at me at every sad scene and I was like, Babs, yes, I'm crying. What do you want from me? Okay, but because you don't usually cry in films, that's me. I'm always the one that's breaking out the tears whenever we go watch something. So it was nice for me. You're a sicko. <laughs> You're a sicko. Like you... <laughs> You didn't just look one time. I, I, I clocked. I needed to know that it was hitting your soul. You need to know I had a soul. I didn't say that, but it like it felt good for me to see you had that emotional capacity to like bawl your eyes out at the cinema. I've only ever seen you do that one other time, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy three. I will never forget your face looked like. Yeah, I, so, I can. <laughs> I can never watch that movie again. That was yeah, a sad like. Movie. You were wearing a red hoodie and I couldn't see where your face began and the hoodie began. It was all the same color. Bless you, but I just never seen that. So, you know, to see you cry again, I was like, oh, we're both crying together. Yeah. At the same time. You're like, oh my God, this is a moment for us. I wanted to cry harder. Yeah, I was close to making some noises. Yeah, I I wanted to scream and sob out loud, but that's not socially acceptable. So I really had to rein in my tears and I couldn't really get there. So I I cried when I got home a little bit just to release that. I just wanted to see like what your crying level was at. You are so sick and twisted. Sometimes I wonder how you didn't start therapy sooner. <laughs> like who in their right mind looks to the person they're going to the cinema with, clocks how much they're crying and like, yeah, I can take it to this level. <laughs> I didn't want to take it any higher than you. Also because your mom's there and I'm like, I have to get home with you guys. I'm going to be like, I need to be able to rein myself in after the movie finishes yeah. and I can't like have my full, like if it was just us two, like I would have had my full exposure. Like I sobbed during Spider-Man No Way Home. You know that. This is just a different level to that. And I was like, <clears throat> I wanted to cry harder, but I can't. Yes. The thing with going to the movies is the walk of shame when the full lights come on yeah. and you're just I've got this red face, swollen eyes, and you're like, I've got to walk through all these people going to the movies. And I'm just yeah. like, why do they do this to us? Like, there should be yeah. like a back entrance for the celebrities, but make it for like people who are crying ferociously in a movie. A little laneway where you can miss all the crowd coming into the cinema. You can just quickly go and then you're home. That's just for the emotional movies. Like we had to walk back through the sunlight, get on the tram. Yeah, it was a lot. And people were looking at us like, are you okay? That's because we weren't really talking. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were just all sitting in silence after the film. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Another pop culture moment that I did want to touch on, but it is currently happening. Uh, Nicki Minaj uh, and <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. Um, more or less, just a quick run through, but uh, Megan Thee Stallion released a new track called Hiss. And Whoa, you said that was your full chest. Because the song is hissing. She is, she's released this new track called Hiss, and in this track she comes for Nicki Minaj, her husband who is a registered sex offender, and Drake, and Troy, uh, Tory Lenz, uh, the guy who shot her in the foot, and a few others. She comes for them and she takes no prisoners. Yes. It's murder. I love her. It's murder. It's one of the best things I've ever listened to. It's blasting off on TikTok. Nicki Minaj went on live and had a full breakdown and she started, um, I think she wanted to like start rapping on 
lied and all she could say was good foot, big foot, one foot, two foot. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, people are just like, what is going on? She's got Nikki gagged. Um, she says this line where you're not mad at Megan, you're mad at Megan's law. And if you look up Megan's law, it is the registry that the sex offenders are listed on. Damn. I, I love her. So everybody She's was coming like, for blood. you can't say nothing. She says that Drake had a BBL. He has BBL scars. Why am I actually like not surprised? That is so like Drake coded. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the biggest one people are coming for is that, you know, Nikki, I think she, Nikki Minaj came for Megan Thee Stallion. Big mistake. And, um... Did she? Yeah, I, I didn't know Maybe that. Maybe, were they on the side of the person who shot her foot? Yeah, Tory Lanez. Because mm. he's in jail, right? He's in jail. Yeah. And I think, so for her to, like, come out, like, you're not mad at me, you're mad at Megan's law. Like, your, oh, hus- like, your husband kiss. can never be in the vicinity of children. So Just say less. Just, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was... Grammy award winning just for that line alone. It's giving bad blood. Um, she's put out a music video. It's all about snake shedding its skin, rebirth, come for mm, me, mm, I take mm. no prisoners. So listen to that song, check her out. She's stunning. Check out all the TikTok reviews because oh they are coming through. I've seen it, but I never I haven't clicked on it yet. So she just released mm. that song like yeah, yesterday. Yep. Um it's called Hiss. <laughs> Hiss. Just in time for reputation. Alrighty, guys. Um, Well, that was a little Mm -hmm. pop culture roundup. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yes. Let us know if there's anything specific you want us to touch on on the podcast. Please feel free to comment on all our socials. We want to build a community base. So, yeah. Anyway, have a great day ahead. And thanks for listening. Bye.